Welcome to another episode of Reset. 40 is the new happy. My name is Mike Morin, and my job is to find people who change careers in midlife, bringing new challenges and new rewards. Donna Figler spent a couple decades at retail giants Bradley and Staples before her reinvention. Her husband's new Chicago job meant that Donna would become a stay-at-home mom. And with her kids going to school, she began to go stir-crazy and found her calling in creating customized apparel. Getaway Wear was born, and in some ways she can thank her husband and Lake Winnipesaukee, as we'll hear in a moment. But first, Donna, while working at Bradley's and Staples, you know, before you left, did you think that you'd be in corporate retail until you retired? I actually did. I didn't start in corporate retail, though. I kind of fell into it, and I was an art major in school, went to work to help out my parents, and decided I liked the paycheck, made a lot of great friends, and actually enjoyed being part of picking assortments and putting things in the stores. So I, it kind of gets into your blood, and you start to live and breathe it. So I think as time went on, I probably did realize that until I was dead and buried, I would be in retail. (laughs) (laughs) So was your job downsized? I'm going to guess that you didn't leave because you wanted to. Um, My husband changed jobs, so I left when he took the new job in Chicago. Um, A lot of things had changed. Staples had gotten really big. So I wasn't wasn't happy in the big corporate world anymore anyway. So, you know, where a door closes, a window opens, and everything happens for a reason. So while it was, uh, you know, upsetting to have to leave somewhere I'd been for a long time to begin with, it actually was a blessing in disguise. I hear that a lot. I understand (laughs) that. So tell me about the Christmas gift that you had made your husband And was it the seed that was planted to eventually become getaway wear? Yeah, we have a camp up on Lake Winnipesaukee, and I had seen a t-shirt company that made shirts that you could customize for different areas of the lake. So I had a shirt made that said Salmon Meadow Cove, which is where we vacation, and I gave it to him for Christmas. And when we came home from Chicago in the summer for vacation, he wore the shirt. And many of our friends in the Cove said, oh my gosh, where did you get that shirt? I love it. I want it. And of course, my husband looked at me and said, man, if we had 20 of these shirts on the dock, we could have sold every single one of them. And the wheels started spinning. So it was kind of a collaborative effort with Dave to kind of decide that this would be kind of a fun thing to do. But printing, believe it or not, just about anybody can do it now. And we found that out because we did it in a small dark room in the basement. Um, But you need to be able to supplement and be different. So we decided embroidery would be the way to go. So I, on my 40th birthday, put a deposit on a custom embroidery machine and off we went. Explain, uh, because I'm a little confused, Uh, I know there's getaway wear and there's fig wear. How do those two work together? Just give us a brief um, chronology of how they and how they mesh together. Okay. Um, Getaway wear is the parent company. It's trademarked, and we actually launched our site in February of 2009. And when we launched this site, we had friends back in Massachusetts that were, you know, calling and emailing and saying, hey, now that you can do this, is there any chance you can make t-shirts for my kids' destination imagination team? Can you possibly make a birthday gift for my Nana? Can you possibly make a baby gift? And we said, that's all fine and good. Would love to do it. However, that's not part of our business model. So in order to fulfill the requests of friends and family, we recreated um, we created Figware, which was an offshoot, the quote sister site of Getaway Wear. And actually, six years ago today, Figware launched, and it is probably my busiest portion of the four websites that I currently run under the Getaway Wear umbrella. 
Well, congratulations on that as we record this on April 26th, the sixth anniversary. So Donna, how did your years in corporate retail help you build these businesses? Well, it, it gave me relationships with other people in retail. It gave me people to bounce things off of, to understand. It gave me opportunities to find avenues to purchase product. Because I purchased product as an inventory and planning manager, I was actually able to go out and work with vendors and figure out what good pricing models were. I was able to work and understand what good markups were, what is a fair value market for my product, to be able to understand your time, your electricity, your you know equipment. Everything has to be incorporated into the price of your product. You want to be competitive, but you don't also want to be the lowest price out there because that doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to get the business. I've also learned in retail that just because you are offering something doesn't mean that someone else isn't offering the same thing and you are going to get the business. You're not always going to get the business. And if you don't, that's okay. Something else is going to come along and there's a reason that it didn't happen. So lesson learned, don't burn your bridges when you leave. And uh, I think mentoring is sort of a part of the process of your past too, right? Absolutely. I have a good friend, Mike, who I've known since I was probably 19. And we still keep in touch. And he runs a fulfillment center out of uh, Walpole, Massachusetts. And he was the person that I actually bounced a lot of this stuff off of when I first was starting the business as far as creating my business plan. My husband's been in retail for his whole adult life as well. So he was very intricate in helping me get this all set up. But it's also good to have an outside perspective because a husband and wife working together is really good thing sometimes and sometimes we were ready to walk in opposite directions and <laughs> just needed a little bit of space very well put <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned a moment ago the launch 2009 a milestone year you turn 40 you launch your business from your walk-in closet and your newly purchased 15 needle commercial embroidery machine at this point you're all in i'm all in yeah we actually had uh, a a very large walk-in closet in our house in Chicago. We found when we moved there, coming from New England, everybody spends all of their time outside playing in Chicago. It's very windy. It is really the windy city, and nobody was outside. We moved in in January, and we didn't see people till April. So um, the walk-in closet was big enough to set up a full shop. So I spent a lot of time in the closet, and uh, it actually worked out really well. I could hang up my merchandise, and I could be quiet, close the door, nobody bothered me, and it wasn't in sight of everything else in the house. So it, it actually was a pretty good setup. I really liked it. And Chicago's a wonderful place. I have a brother who lives there, and uh, if you love good food, that's the place to be. My kids were kind of sad when we moved back because <laughs> they missed Gino's East Pizza. <laughs> There are many companies that do what you do, and uh, you, you did uh, allude to the fact a little bit that you know anybody can basically screen print, and it's more of a commitment to do embroidery. So point out a few other things that, that make you different from the competition. Well, I'm very small. You can always reach me. I mean, I'll be answering emails and Facebook messages seven days a week. Um, I oftentimes will squeeze somebody in last minute if they need something because I think customer service is what it's all about. I can give customer service. I can put a face to the company and I can almost always get done what you need to get done. And if I can, I'm very upfront about it. I don't take every job that comes my way because I can't get every job done because I'm literally a one-person operation. I run everything. I update the websites. I buy the product. I sell the product. I embellish the product. I do the accounting. I am it. Soup to nuts. So it's, you know, it's 
that piece of it that's important. But I've also learned that you need to have a niche. And something that I have that's a niche that I just finished something for is I can take a person's signature and I can turn it into an embroidered design. And last year I actually did this for a bride. She was getting married in Kenya and her family could not attend the wedding. So 40 people signed white index cards and I transferred their signature into my, mach my machine v via software and I turned them into stitched designs. So 40 signatures were stitched on a gross grain ribbon that the bride wrapped around her bouquet so that when she walked down the aisle she actually had her whole family with her in spirit. Now did you come up with this idea? Um, I actually came up with the idea of the embroidered signatures. We had a customer who, who wanted it on the ribbon. She didn't know what the bride would do with it. But when I started my business in Chicago, my children, I always like to do something special for a teacher for end of year gift. So I said it would be kind of cool if all the kids signed something and then we stitched it on a bag. So I had 27 children's signatures and I stitched them onto a tote bag for the teacher. So she will always have that. It's the names of the class. She can look back and she might remember you know, Kaylee's signature or Audrey's signature, she might remember looking at how they signed their name, that actual student. Brilliant. So in 2009, your husband's job was eliminated. Did he willingly learn the process of custom apparel since he had a little time on his hands? My husband has been completely instrumental in this business, starting and succeeding and continuing to grow, and I couldn't have a better support system because he could have turned around and said, you know what, you need to go back out into the retail world. But he said, you know what, you can do this. It gives me flexibility, and, and he's always been very helpful. He built my websites. He learned how to do it, and he built my websites, and I had to learn how to maintain them. But he taught himself how to screen print. He built a dark room when we moved. When we actually, he built a dark room in the bathroom in the basement in Chicago because we lived there for a little while before we moved back to New Hampshire. And then when we moved to New Hampshire, he actually built a dark room in an unfinished part of the basement, and he did all of the screen printing. And we did single-color water-based screen printing to be environmentally friendly, and then um, he would have to actually squeegee them by hand and then hand-dry them with a heat gun. So he's been, he's been very good. He was involved in the business. He worked with me for a year. And we were working together in a very small space for a year, and I'm happy to say we're going to have our 20th wedding anniversary <laughs> this year. So it actually worked out well, but he's been amazing. Well, congratulations on both counts. So it's a pretty happy story so far. What are some of the challenges, though, uh, despite all the really good things that have happened that sometimes can throw you off or you don't see coming? Believe it or not, I, being an inventory my whole, you know, my whole retail life, the inventory piece can be difficult because sometimes you want to have something to offer your customer, but you need to buy a case of it. And then you have it sitting in your inventory, and then you're looking at your, you know, you're looking at your accounting and you're saying, where's my money? And then you turn around <laughs> and you look at the wall and you see bins of product, but it's not necessarily something that you'll want to move. I'll have customers call and say, can you do dish towels for me with this on it? let me find dish towels. So I find the dish towels and then they may turn around and say, oh, you know, I don't want those now. So that part of it gets a little bit um, frustrating, I guess, at some points in time, but it's the nature of the business. Even if I was in a big retail box, just because you buy it and put it in the store, it doesn't mean it's going to sell. So I've learned over the years, I need to, you know, be very careful about what I'm purchasing. I actually um, don't stock much inventory on anything. So if I put something new on my website, I know what a case quantity should be. That's what I offer as available. I know that it's available from the vendor. So when I get an order and I know that I'm going to sell this, then I actually make my purchase so that I'm not putting out all this money and sitting on inventory that may never move. You're uh, a one-person operation, as you pointed out earlier. 
Is that where you want it to stay, or would you like to see it grow to um, to larger dimensions, which means suddenly there's a little less control and a whole new set of challenges? I actually love doing it all myself. It sounds kind of crazy, and when I first started this, I don't think my family saw me most days. It would be literally 7 to 11, and um, I think I missed out on some good times with friends and family because of it. But as time's gone on, I've realized that I like the fact that it's just me because my kids are interested in learning the business. And as they get older, they've actually learned how to do some of the things. My daughter can thread the machine. My younger daughter actually asked me if she could learn how to digitize, which is turning a design or clip art into embroidered stitches at 10 years old. So they're interested in the business. They like the idea that the figware part of the business has their name. And I think that at some point in time, they will become part of it. But I don't know that I ever want to actually expand it and have employees and, and deal with you know, people's schedules and conflicts and things that can and cannot get done. And you know, if I want to take time off, I can say I'm closed and give my customers a heads up and it's fine. I can be flexible for my kids' school and their activities. So I kind of like being the one man operation, one-woman operation. <laughs> I almost said that a minute ago. I feel better that you did. Finally, Donna, what encouragement or advice can you offer to somebody hoping to become their own boss after decades in a corporate setting? If it's something that you're thinking about doing, do your homework. Write a business plan, and then once you've written a business plan, talk to someone that's been in the industry or someone that you know that can offer you some advice as to what are your best practices. If you're thinking about trademarking your name, write down the name, mail it to yourself, and then when it gets to your house, don't open it, stick it in your safe so you have that security that you have that name and you know when you came up with that name. Um, And if it's something you're really passionate about, just do it, why not? If there's an opportunity for you to start a new chapter in your life and it's something that's going to make you happy, it may not be bringing in the money of a high-paying corporate job, but there's something to be said in this day and age about happiness versus money. Donna Figler, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate the time.